0: Change into voiceover champions to save the voiceover world. Yeah, let's go. Hello, everybody. It's Joshua Seth, and welcome to a very special live streamed episode of the Voiceover Champions podcast. <laughs> So, Welcome if you're watching this on YouTube, if you're listening to this on the podcast later on. If this goes well today, I'll make this a monthly recurring feature of the show because, man, oh man, when I started the Voiceover Champions podcast, oh, maybe six months ago, I was kind of just doing it because I wanted to reconnect with my voice actor friends that I might not have seen in years, or people that I see now that I'm doing the Comic-Con circuit pretty much every weekend, but we don't necessarily have a chance to go deep and have a real conversation because we're kind of busy with the fans signing autographs and things. Uh, And then it evolved into helping people that wanted to get started voice acting themselves and what advice everybody could give them. And then I added this segment where the fans could ask questions, on social media ahead of time, and I would ask it to my guests on the podcast. And then I started to think, oh, wait a second. Nobody gets a chance to ask me anything in this format. So this is it. This is the Ask Me Anything version of the podcast. And how well is the the podcast doing? Well, let me tell you something. I get the analytic numbers. And last week we cracked the top 200 careers podcasts in the United States for the first time and that's that's a pretty big deal there are millions and millions of podcasts and we are in the top 200 careers podcasts in the United States now top 100 careers podcasts in Canada Sweden New Zealand Australia England and Japan not every week but we have cracked the top 100 in all those countries and a couple more uh, over these past couple of months if you've not been listening, uh, what are you waiting for? It's free. It's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon, Pandora, anywhere that you get podcasts. And my guests have included uh, Kaiji Tang and An Anjette Ben Diskin, Tom Fawn, Dorothy Fawn, Lex Lang. Uh, just, just so many great creative voice actors, and I've got another one. Coming up tomorrow, I'll be interviewing in this format, actually here on YouTube, I'm announcing it now, Joel McDonald, who is the V Overlord, the VO Overlord of Gearbox Entertainment, which makes video games. And he used to be a director at uh, Funimation for years and also a voice actor. So we will be back here live tomorrow morning. I will put that up after today's live stream is done to do the interview in this new format, which is more interactive and allows you guys to participate and ask questions in the moment. And then, of course, we'll be stripping the audio out and broadcasting that on the podcast later, like next week. So let's get to it. Let's get to some of your questions. Oh, wait, wait. First, I should mention, this weekend, I will be appearing live at TCG Con in Dallas and I'm pretty excited to go back to Colorado first time there this year I have been appearing at every single TCG con since the beginning and it just keeps expanding we've got a lot of other great voice actors that are going to be joining me there we can get into that a little bit later if you like if just put it in the comments if you want me to to name who else will be appearing with me in Dallas this weekend and what shows they voice on TCG of course stands for trading card game con and that's because the Digimon trading card game is the fastest growing trading card game in the country so they they do those tournaments as well as Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh and Magic the Gathering I don't know if they do that one or not but uh, they do those tournaments uh, all weekend long while we are as the voice actors signing autographs and meeting the fans so that's Dallas this weekend also one more bit of business to get to and then i will get to your questions so you if you follow me on social media which i hope you do obviously you do if you are here on the live stream uh you will notice that the trigun pops are out and i'm holding in my hands one of the knives millions pops funko pops and this is the character that i played i played the young version i play young knives in trigun these are not officially out yet there were a few of them at hot topic which is where i snagged mine and those are gone and they will not be out for anybody to buy for weeks however i signed this one in advance because i will be giving it away to one lucky person on instagram so follow me on instagram it's joshua.seth on instagram and find the post about the knives pop and do what it asks you to do so that you can enter and in the next couple of days i will be closing out the contest and announcing the winner and mailing this signed knives trigun funko pop out to one of you so let's get started with the questions (laughs) So let's see here. I've got Twitter, I've got Instagram, I got Facebook, and I've got comments coming in from YouTube. I'm just going to start with the YouTube comments, since you guys are here live. Uh, let's see. <laughs> uh, la, uh, la, la, la Querida? I hope I pronounced that right. La Querida Wells says, Young Knives sounds like a ticked-off tie. Yeah, I I could I can hear that. Here, I'll do the, I'll do the voice. The butterfly was going to die anyway. You can't keep both the butterfly and the spider alive, so there you go. It's 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 tied with a lot of attitude because he's going to become a psychopath uh, in Trigon. That is um, all then. Rena says, "Hey, thank you for the podcast. I enjoy listening so much. Wow, listening from Israel." fantastic Uh, another country i would love to go to i have not been yet but welcome from israel Uh, who else here is listening from far away go ahead and put it in the comments and let's see if israel is the is the farthest away uh, listener viewer uh, that is here today Uh, nathan says if i were giving away a thai funko pop he may be more tempted guess what i've got here a signed thai funko pop but alas we are not giving those away right now those are very expensive and hard to find even for me uh so i will not giving those away but i I do sign them and sell them at the conventions but i don't have too many of those yet let's see oh doug kubrick is watching from uh quebec kubrick from quebec in that's in canada uh also says superb podcast hey you guys that listen to podcasts and love it if you can give me uh, the five-star ratings and reviews those help the algorithm they help more people to find the podcast especially the reviews on Apple podcasts so thank you in advance for anybody who would do that Northern Ireland we've got Feifei listening from Northern Ireland this is amazing the power of the interwebs all right let's go back and find some actual questions here Uh, Okay, here's one from JD, says... If there will be a new season of Digimon, fo- will there be a new season of Digimon focusing on the Digidestined kids? Oh, if there is one, would you and Tiger, my son, be up to voicing Ty and his son together? Oh my gosh, that what a great idea! Uh, you'd be a great father-son team in both reality and Digimon. Uh, thank you for that. Oh, by the way, if you liked the music that was playing at the beginning of the live stream, uh, that music is from my son, Tiger Seth. And you can stream any of his EDM music anywhere you stream music. Just look up Tiger Seth. And uh, his first album was called 10 because he made all the music. It's EDM, electronic music. He made that during the pandemic when he was supposed to be studying in virtual school. Instead, he was teaching himself to uh, produce music, which is what he wants to do for a living. And now he just turned 12 and we are in the midst of working on his second album, which is music for video games, specifically what he wants to do. Uh, So that's Tiger Seth and you can stream it anywhere you get music. Let's see, Tom says, In light of your recent anime role in The Prince of Tennis, yeah, that's out now on Crunchyroll. That was the first voiceover I did since coming back to voiceovers and building my own booth here in my home a few months ago. And since then, I've worked on a couple other projects that I can't tell you about, but you will know about later in the summer. So the question is, from Tom is, in light of your recent anime role in The Prince of Tennis, is there a chance you get to be in more anime roles soon? Oh, I kind of answered that already. Uh, Yes, actually. uh, I I don't know what I can tell you about what I have just... I just wrapped a big project, okay? We'll keep it real general. It was a big project and it took several weeks to voice, which is not usually the case with anime. Uh, And I really can't tell you any more than that except that it will be announced in a big way Uh, Toward the end of this summer. All right, let me go. Let me let me scroll back to the beginning here and Jason Jason Blade asks if he had a chance to work with Johnny Yong Bosch again Where would it most likely be? First of all, Johnny Yong Bosch great guy talented voice actor and Musician as well and I had a chance to hang out with him at a convention that we did together Where was that? Uh, It was just a couple of weeks ago But everything is running together in my mind because pretty much every weekend, I've been getting on a plane, flying to a convention, getting driven to a hotel, and not leaving the hotel until I get picked up for the convention and then driven right back to the airport. So I never really see these places, so I forget where I went because there's no time to do anything when I'm in these places. Anyway, I did do a convention somewhere with Johnny Youngbosch recently, and he and I Uh, had a great time reconnecting. I have probably worked with him on more anime projects than any other voice actor. I mean, we were both in Wolf's Reign. We were both in Power Rangers, but at different times. Uh, We were both in Digimon. He was just in the Digimon Tri, though. And we both co-starred in Akira and a bunch of other stuff as well. So in terms of what we would work on together, uh, wouldn't it be cool if there were an Akira reboot or an like some some new version of Akira they did like a like a Akira the series or Akira the reboot or Akira uh, the sequel or prequel or something I don't know something like that that would be for me because I'm a fan of Akira uh, that that would be the best and why is there not a Funko Pop from Akira can anybody answer this for that's my question because there's funk there's a million Funko pops out there of you know every random obscure TV character that you could think of and multiple pops of say Pokemon creatures and when are they going to re-release the Digimon pops that's the other thing too I can't find these tie pops anymore I have as hard a time finding it as you guys I should have bought a thousand of them in 2018 when they came out but I wasn't going to conventions To sign them at the time so i I didn't think about it now and now they're gone uh so come out with some new digimon pops enough with the pokemon okay we have enough pokemon pops come out with some new digimon pops re-release tai doing something with a soccer ball or something uh and uh, and everybody would get it wouldn't you Uh, and the akira pops all they would need is my character tetsuo johnny young bosch's character kaneda and the bike that's it you only need three uh classic classic anime number one on every critics list of best anime movies of all time and they don't have pops for it i don't get it all right moving on d-dog asks who is your favorite digimon besides agumon who i have right here agumon hi ty hi agumon pepper breath uh my favorite well that's easy my my favorite Uh, would be, my favorite Digimon, that is, would be Motimon because I also voiced him and I like doing the voice. Motimon! And Motimon is a little pink, little squishy thing and he sounds like this. And uh, surprisingly, my girlfriend doesn't like it when I do this voice uh, in a romantic setting. I don't know why. I don't know why. Uh, But it's fun for me, anyway. Uh, Let's see... Uh, by love eight six three says hope your kids are doing well happy belated birthdays to them both yes uh, we had a great tenth birthday for my daughter oh my daughter Nikita so check this out so my son's an electronic musician just turned twelve and wants to do music for video games but my daughter has wanted to do this has wanted to do voice acting for years and I'm like be a kid first uh, do well in school okay you're about to turn ten my big birthday present to you is to make you a demo so she jumped in the booth about a month ago. We made a demo, and I just sent it to one agent. I was like, "Well, aim high, right? I'll send it to the top voiceover agency for kids in Los Angeles, same agency that Johnny Young Bosch was with, for instance, and that uh, Bryce pappenbrook inoshke from uh, from Demon Slayer now, but I've known him since he was a little kid voicing. He was always at that agency. Anyway, I sent it to them, and they signed her. They'd signed her like immediately, and she's been auditioning for some really great projects. That's slowed down now because of the strike, of course. But you know, prior to the strike, and uh, in a few years, I just uh, expect that she will be a bigger voice actor than me, and that both my kids will be successful, and then uh, I can retire, and they can just uh, drive me around and uh, uh, feed me instead of instead of the reverse, which is basically all I do during the week. Is I am Mr. Mom driving them around, waiting in the car line, waiting to pick Nikita up from dance lessons or Tiger up for music lessons, and uh, getting food and making food and cleaning up from food and being a parent, which is an extraordinarily time-consuming, unpaid job. Uh, somebody should have told me. Uh, but I love him. I love being a dad. All right, moving on, moving on. Uh, oh, here's an interesting one. Uh, same person asks, I wish you would do a special interview with the original voice of matt from digimon michael reese that's a great idea i haven't heard from him in years i heard he became a writer no a lawyer and then a writer but he is around um i might i might i might do that well uh, i'll consider that i'll consider that he's not really on the scene anymore uh okay uh, scrolling through the questions uh oh julian one of my students from my Zoom classes. Missed you last weekend, Julian, but it's fine. You've taken a lot of classes. And congratulations on getting cast in a series recently, one of my uh, student success stories. <laughs> and I'm not going to say what it is in case you're not supposed to announce it yet. Uh, but I got the message. I got the email. Okay, so moving forward, hoping to be a voice actor. Love, TK, and Digimon, uh, which was played by Johnny Youngbosch in, in Try, during childhood. Uh, and and so forth. So the question is, is there any way to get in the field of voiceover careers and and uh, had a birthday, happy birthday. Uh Yeah, no, you're doing it, you're doing it. You, you get training, which that's why I do these occasional Zoom classes, which if you scroll down in the podcast, the link is always there to whatever the new workshop is. I don't have a workshop scheduled right now, but I have a free voiceover class for anybody that wants to take it, that's on demand. I'm putting it in the chat right now. It's joshuaseth.com/vo. joshuaseth.com/vo, and you can just watch that, and it gives you an overview of how to get started as a voice actor. Okay, so now I, I because I put that in, now I got to scroll all the way back and find my spot in mm, the questions. Uh, Oh, here's an interesting question from O-Doug. Do you ever still see your voice actor friends like Laura Jill Miller, who voiced Kari? Yeah, actually, uh, a few years ago, when I was voicing one of the Digimon Tri movies, uh, I think Laura and I went out to lunch, and we hung out for an afternoon. She's a very sweet lady, and she does a lot of of, uh, series, original animation series. Now, that's somebody else that would be pretty fun to have on the podcast. So many talented voice actors out there um scrolling again now so i need some scrolling music here wait i have i know what i could use for scrolling music how about this here there's the scrolling music okay um, man you guys post a lot here Okay, now now I think I'm caught up. Back to where we started, and now we get to the new stuff, and then I'll go over to the social media questions as well. Uh, <laughs> somebody, somebody says I feel like Godzilla or King Kong is going to show up any second with my background. For listeners uh, to the podcast that are wondering what they are talking about with my YouTube live stream background, uh, join me on the next YouTube live stream, and you can see. Uh let's uh okay uh oh uh, Mike saying really excited to hear you and Joel catch up that would be Joel McDonald who I am going to do a live stream interview with here on YouTube tomorrow and that'll be in next week's podcast um recently been in both your workshops absolute gold mines see that's interesting i'm not actually catching up with Joel Mike because i've never met him and i'd never watched anything that he's done and i didn't even know that he ran workshops online like I do for voiceovers but I'll, I'll ask him about that tomorrow the only reason there's only one reason I'm having him on the show and that is because he is the funniest voice actor on my Twitter feed uh, he is so funny it, like in it, like an effortless dry humor that every day every post I'm like I, I got to get to know this guy uh, we're gonna have a good time uh, somebody else giving a shout out to Neil Kaplan yeah when am I going to get Neil on the podcast he he tells me every time i see him that he'll do it and i send him the link and then he doesn't click on the link what is the deal with that uh he is my favorite uh, voice actor curmudgeon and i did a uh like a viral video with him when the two of us were walking around in new york city a few months ago and we just reposted that and uh it's going bonkers on the TikTok. so you can check that out too where he uh he being neil kaplan does a lot of voices from all his popular roles in that video on tiktok and the and the, the instagram all then scrolling again but i'm not going to do the music because i think i'm i'm pretty close to being where we need to be in the scroll boy this is good radio isn't it for the podcast uh <laughs> um oh here's a good question Funko Fins asks, "Who is one person that you have not interviewed yet that you would love to?" Hmm. Uh. Well, I have some pretty big-name voice actors that I'm holding on to. I'm waiting till like episode 100 for for some of these. I'll tell you, uh, one person that's been very open to doing it, who says he doesn't do podcasts, but is going to do mine, is Zach Aguilar, the voice of Tanjiro from Demon Slayer. Yeah, he's he's a really nice young man, very talented. And so I look forward to having him on the podcast but I have not I have not extended the invite to him yet because I just want to wait till we have like the 50th or the 100th or something episode and do it then. So yeah, that that would be somebody because I'm I, I'm really interested in how he started so young and got so successful so early because in my case it took me years to get famous and good uh, at voiceovers. Like by the time Digimon came around, I'd already been voicing stuff in LA for like seven years. And here he is in his early 20s and he's, he's already doing great work and has a huge following and is super successful. And, uh, and can't wait to see uh, where he goes from here. All right, here's Jason, Jason Blade. Hello from Michigan. Uh, who's your top co star to work with? Johnny Young Bosch, Bryce Pappenbrook, who? Oh, definitely the aforementioned Johnny Young Bosch, just because we work together so much. Bryce, I didn't actually work with him too much because I worked with his dad. Uh, his dad uh, passed away many years ago, but uh, back when I was starting out, he was a force to be reckoned with. He always played like colonels and generals because he sounded like this, like, like. For real. It wasn't a (laughs) put-on. And Bryce would be running around the studio and would just uh, get thrown in to do a line here or there uh, whenever they needed a kid to do a role because he was just hanging out anyway. All right. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Okay. Um, I think I already answered that one. Oh, here's a good question from Ragnar, the nerdy Viking. Hey, Joshua, listening from Dallas. Ah, I'm also going to be in Dallas next week, right after Denver. But I just didn't mention it because it's for a corporate event that I'm emceeing. It's not. It's not open to the public. I do a lot of other events that aren't open to the public, either my my live show as a mentalist, or emceeing events, or keynoting corporate events um, on my topic of improving your communication skills so this is to MC an event so i will be in dallas right after denver and i'll wave from the plane all right so ragnar says hi joshua listening from dallas what was the hardest challenge for you as an actor when you first got started and how did you get through that challenge uh, my hardest challenge was just uh, that I couldn't get arrested. Like, nobody would pay attention to me. Nobody would pay attention to me. It literally took me years. I, I had to take classes like I recommend other people do, and I had to network and go to parties and 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 pound the pavement. Like, there wasn't social media. You couldn't do this virtually like I am right now. I I had to literally move to Los Angeles. I grew up in Ohio, and I went to college in New York City. I went to film school at NYU, and then I had to move to Los Angeles, uproot my whole life, and spend a lot of time just driving around LA and going to auditions at, there were places back then, like The Voice Caster, for instance, uh, where you would you spend half your day just driving to an agency or driving to to do an audition and then sitting around signing in waiting for your turn reading for 30 seconds and then fighting the traffic back home again and days and months and years i spent doing this until eventually people got to know me they got used to seeing me got used to hearing me and then fast forward a few years eventually there was one one day when the 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 breakdowns which is the the casting service the breakdowns said looking for a joshua seth type and I'm like, oh, I like, first of all, they could have just called me instead of casting for a, 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 somebody else's version of me. But the point at which I became a sound and a type, then that was the, that was the culmination of years of effort to just get noticed by the industry. That was absolutely the hardest challenge was just for somebody to give me a chance, somebody to, to take an interest. In, in what I, what it was I had to do. And that's the same for creative people, not just voice actors, but all kinds of actors, creative people in all professions is is to get a following and to, to get people to see what you are doing. And it can take a lot of time and tenacity. And that's why a lot of talented people you've never heard of uh, because just people either never find them or, or they give up uh, before that. That happens. Uh, luckily, I did magic and was able to make a good living uh, performing, still performing uh, during those years, uh, and I and I still love to do that. Uh, all right, so let's scroll down a little bit more. Here's Digipanda says, "Good afternoon, Josh from Kansas." Do you ever have plans to play the Digimon trading card game with your Digi- Digimon alum and voice the characters? Ooh, that would be cool. I don't know how that would work. Can you voice the cards as, as they're being thrown down? Actually, for all the TCG cons that I've done, I've never actually seen one of the tournaments because that's over in one part of the convention hall and I'm over in voice actor row uh, in another. So maybe I'll try to find a way to, to see some of the gameplay this weekend. Uh, that could be pretty cool like like how those critical role voice actors do the voices while they're playing Dungeons and Dragons like we could do the voices while we're playing the Digimon game the other thing that I've thought about which might be a little more practical and easier to facilitate on my own would be live streaming either here on twitch uh, one or the other uh, me playing the Digimon video game because my son has all the video game players like an xbox a playstation an oculus and a and a what is it called a a nintendo switch and we could get the game and i could do it on a live stream the thing that stops me is well not really understanding how to set it up but also i don't know how to use the controllers so initially it's going to be just you guys watching me try to figure out what does the X mean? What does the O mean? Would you wanna see that? Put it in the comments. Would you want to see me live streaming me playing the games and doing Thai voice while I'm playing it? I could do it, but I just I'm gonna be terrible. I'm going to lose constantly initially. Uh, while I just try to figure out how to use the the controllers. Next question from Rena. Hey Joshua, do you sometimes regret taking a break from voiceover? you know there are people who say i never have regrets never live with regrets like everything is a learning opportunity and i call bs on that of course i have regrets uh yeah (laughs) I, i probably shouldn't have left if i had just kept doing what i was doing and not left la uh yeah, I would be as big as the biggest voice actors out there. Now I'd have 500 roles. because How do I know? Because every single person that was my contemporary in the small group of OG anime voice actors that existed in LA, there were only 20, 30 of us, if that many, you know all their names. like They all have 500 credits on IMDb and are all big names on every big anime since then. I just burned out. I literally burned out because for six or seven years, I worked as hard as I could to get noticed by the industry. And then for six or seven years, I worked as hard as I could taking every role that was offered to me without a break every single day. And never taking a vacation, never taking a day off because I thought this could all stop, this could all end. And I worked so hard to get here. And that was every day I was voicing stuff. And every night I was performing my live show, Magic Mentalism up at the Magic Castle or celebrity parties in the Hollywood Hills or flying to Vegas on the weekend to do corporate events. And I literally just burned out and had to decide which path am I gonna take, live shows or voiceover recording. And I thought, well, I've already done the voiceover recording thing. I'd like to go on tour and see the world and I'll come back someday. And that went on and on for like a dozen years until the pandemic. And then now that the pandemic's over, it looks like I'm coming back to voice acting because I can do it remotely. But it'll take a little time because it it takes time, again, to get noticed by the industry so that casting directors and producers, even those that I used to work with, so that they know that I'm back. And then I have to wait for them to audition for projects and then win those roles, record them, and then you have to wait until they're finished and are announced and and are out. So, yeah, I'm starting to work on things now, but some of these things you may not even know about for another year or two. Uh, But it's happening. Everything Everything comes full circle and in terms of regrets yes and no I mean business wise career wise no I should have just kept doing what I was doing I was already successful but in terms of living a life I'm glad that I lived the life that I did because I got to to tour to over 40 different countries I did five live TV specials in Japan and South Korea uh, doing my my mentalism I I performed at the Mandalay Bay Arena in Las Vegas. I performed at the Wellington Opera House in New Zealand. I would not have been able to have any of these experiences and live that kind of life if I just stayed in L.A. and locked myself in a recording booth for all those years. So, eh, you know, regret, yeah, but kind of not really because I had a fun life, too. Uh, Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Uh, Funko Finn says, I heard Digimon Pops are in the works. Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. I I haven't seen an announcement. I've just heard a lot of people speculating. And if they come out with Digimon Pops that are of some random Digimon, like, that's not what I want. more Thai. I want more Thai Pops. Because I'm Thai. That's what everybody wants. That's what the fans demand. Moving on. Rena agrees. It is so hard to find Digimon Pops. Exactly. Uh, o dog says no idea on Akira. I still remember watching it after. Oh, about whether they why they're not coming out with the Pops. I remember watching it after Roger Ebert's review. You remember Roger Ebert? You're dating yourself there, O dog. Uh, all I know is it it might have. Well, uh, uh, all I know is that it might have inspired the Duffer Brothers to do Stranger Things. I loved Stranger Things. That was a great series. But I love Stephen King, and I do not love most Stephen King movies, except for The Shining, which Stephen King does not like, which I don't get. But most of the Stephen King books do not translate well to movies, and I felt like Stranger Things took the best tropes and concepts from Stephen King's books, and put it in a series an excellent series and i have heard that uh, that akira was also an inspiration for it akira was also an inspiration for my favorite sci-fi movie which is the matrix so it's influenced so many things uh continuing on uh uh la, la quaria says i wish they had wolf's Rain funko pops yeah that's they'd have to be wolves though but <laughs> But but that that would be a good one too. I every convention, a few people, hardcore fans of Wolf's Rain, come up and say what a what what a great series that is, and it's still one of their favorite anime. And uh, and I have to agree, it's it was really well done. It has an amazing cast: me, Johnny Yong Bosch again, Crispin Freeman, uh, I think was Wendy Lee in that, and and who else? Um, Oh, Steve Bloom's wife directed it, Mary Elizabeth McGlynn. Just an all-star cast in that. So, many people saying congratulations to my kids, congratulations to my daughter on getting a voiceover. Agent in L.A. Yeah, I'm super excited for, for both of them, especially her right now, though. It's been pretty cool to, to voice direct her auditions, too, and she takes direction like that because she, she grew up listening to this and, and doing all of this. Uh, she's... She's, she's kind of born into it and has an ear as well. Uh, all right, continuing on. Andrew says, hey, Joshua, my name is Andrew. Big fan of your shows and voice acting. Uh, thank you very much. Oh, do you miss Michael Lindsay, who voiced Joe from Digimon? I do. There's like some curse of Digimon where several of us from the original cast have already died premature deaths. Uh, Michael Lindsay and... Felice Sampler, of course, and uh, who was uh, was that me? Uh, Mimi, I believe, and um, and who else? There was uh, was it the voice of Viamon I believe, uh, died like a year or so ago. Um, yeah, a bunch of bunch of people. Uh, too soon, too soon. Uh, somebody whose name I can't pronounce asks, "What's the biggest audition your daughter has gotten?" Um, I can't name them. You have to agree to these ndas every time but they're like anime series and animated movies and like you know real real stuff and commercials all right continuing on um okay somebody ben asks uh how is colleen doing i assume you mean colleen oshaughnessy from digimon as well fan of her work yeah me too well she's doing great because she's tails in in uh, Sonic and the second Sonic movie was Tails's movie. So oh, somebody else asking about Kalina to say Sora, yeah, voice of Sora. Do you ever still see her? I see her at Comic Cons, like everybody, occasionally. And uh, they're saying she did a remarkable job as Tails in Sonic the Hedgehog, too. And yes, that she totally deserves it. and Has been doing this as as long as I have. Uh, Hiya, uh, what kind of vocal what kind of vocal do you use before recording, asks Wolf Husky. Um, uh, I assume you mean warm-ups. So I I actually teach these in my, in my training. If you go to joshuaseth.com slash training, I have training for voice actors about how to use your instrument, how to improve your voice. Warm-ups are like a whole week of that, breathing exercises mostly, vocalization exercises. You don't have to sing, but there are singing exercises, articulation exercises. Uh, I like to finish all of that off with tongue twisters and then singing some R&B karaoke. Uh, So if I'm gonna actually do a recording session, I don't do this for an audition, I'm not gonna do all of that, but for a recording session where I'll be recording for hours on end, yeah, I do the breathing exercises, vocalization exercises, tongue twisters, and then I'll sing some some karaoke, as well. Uh, uh, Disney something or other asks, "What is your favorite Digimon memory?" Oh, the the movie Digimon the movie when when we actually had a budget and got to take our time with it, and then the studio sent a limo to my house, and we all piled in and went to the Fox lot to to have the whole red carpet premiere, and I got interviewed for all the TV shows and magazines and flashbulbs going off and celebrities around the red carpet that brought their kids to watch Digimon the movie. It was amazing to, to go from recording Digimon the series in a recording booth in isolation and not having any fan feedback because this was so long ago, there was no social media. So we didn't know how big it had gotten or, or what people's reaction to the series was originally. Not until I saw people in a theater in person enjoying that movie did it really hit me like what a big cultural phenomenon digimon had actually become that that's my favorite memory to this day of digimon to go from recording in a sound booth by myself and a director on the other side of the glass in isolation to being in a theater surrounded with digimon fans enjoying the movie it's just mind-blowing amazing so Jason asks, "Speaking of Sonic, if you got cast to be a Sonic the Hedgehog character, who'd you see yourself as?" I I, I, it's a good, uh, I don't know. You guys tell me who you think. I haven't seen enough of it to to give a good answer on that. Um, sorry, not a, not a good answer. Uh, but honestly, I don't watch a lot of stuff. I I have this philosophy that you're either a creator or a consumer when it comes to content and i'm a creator so i'm spending my time right now creating this for all of you guys instead of watching something that somebody else put out so i don't really watch a lot of uh, tv or anime or movies or anything like that unless it's like a date night with my girlfriend or like i took my kids to see the mario movie which i thought was really well done uh just recently just Kind of rare like that i listen to a lot of audiobooks because i drive around so much driving my kids around or flying around to events so I'm, I'm always i'm very auditory like most voice actors so i prefer listening to things uh what is it Sakan Sakan suck asks what made you get into magic i loved magic ever since i was a little kid and my grandfather took me to see harry blackstone jr at the Ohio Theater in Cleveland, which is about an hour from where I grew up in Kent, Ohio, and always wanted to do magic. And when I was in college and I needed to earn some extra money on the side, I found that I could do an hour of magic, a show, and make more than I would working full-time at a regular job. So I just never got a job and always did it and kept meeting good magicians and learning more. And I, I spent as long, you know, maybe a decade, as long learning to be a good mentalist as I did learning to be a good voice actor. Years and years and years. And luckily I was I lived about five minutes away from the Magic Castle in Hollywood. And there was a time in the 90s when I was up there pretty much every night, either performing or seeing other performers or researching things in the library or networking with other magicians and and uh, I just I I love the feeling of stepping out onto a bare stage in a spotlight with nothing no dancers no props cuz mentalism's all in the mind right and then looking out at a sea of faces in the audience thousand people in a the theater and and just captivating them and taking them on this ride of emotions from jaw-dropping amazement to fall out of their seat, belly hurting, laughing, having all these emotional experiences with, with just nothing. just doing a show out of my head. Uh, it's it's the best. It's great. Uh, I, I would like to get back to doing more shows. I, I would like to do these shows in the evenings at Comic-Cons too, and it just it, it just doesn't work for the the schedules generally the schedules are too tight at some point though I'll, I'll start touring the show again as well uh egregious philbin asks have you done audiobooks no <laughs> because it takes a lot of time a lot of time and i do not have that much time to do an audiobook uh tara sands uh, who uh who was a guest on an early episode of the voiceover champions podcast does a lot of those and i talked to her about that on that podcast is that something i should do and she basically warned me against it because i just don't have the time uh to do that all right uh coming down toward the end of the comments here gonna wrap this up soon but i will get over to social media and check out their comments as well mike asks a uh, cheeky question Do you have any plans to extend your convention tour into the U.K. or other countries in the near future? Uh, uh, Jolly good, Mike! Uh, Yes, of course. I'd love to go to the U.K. I I could do my silly British accents the whole time I was there. But the thing is, they need to ask me. So if you guys want me to show up at your local Comic-Con or convention, you need to contact the convention organizers. Uh, Fans always want to ask the... The voice actors. Would you come? The answer is almost always yes, but nobody's asked me. So yeah, find out what conventions you have, and then ask the convention organizers, and then they'll reach out, and then you know we'll make it happen. That's how it works. Uh, I gotta scroll. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta conclude this soon here. Um, uh, I see some duplicates here. Unless I'm. Unless I'm scrolling through the same thing uh, do you think social media is changing voice acting another good question yeah definitely because I think a lot of roles get cast on the basis of a voice actors social media following so let let let's say let, let's say we're talking like a good role that only goes out to the top half dozen agencies for voice actors in say LA or New York and each of those agencies has maybe 10 slots where they can submit their voice actors. So they, they represent a lot of people, they have to pick and choose. We're gonna choose these 10 people. So maybe there's a hundred people that, from a, a, a few agencies in New York and a few agencies in LA that audition for this one role. And then the casting director and, and everybody's good at this level, right? But maybe there's a dozen of them that are good, but also right for the role. Then they're gonna look at all other things being equal who has a big social media following. If somebody has a hundred thousand followers on TikTok or Instagram or Twitter or whatever, and then the other person who is just as good, but has basically no following, of course they're gonna cast the person with a following because that person has built in marketing muscle. And that is why I have recently hired a social media manager. And that is why I am doing this live stream right now because he's telling me you need to start recording more videos to get more content out there to get a bigger following. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Social media is changing voice acting and it is now necessary for voice actors to show up on social media, interact with fans, and get a following. So that will create a competitive advantage in the audition process because of the marketing benefit that that has for the productions that cast us. Pretty simple. Uh, Is that fair? Is it right? it doesn't really matter if it's fair or right. It's just the reality. It's just what is. I like to go with what is and then take it from there. Uh somebody saying they could teach me oh to live stream the, the video games. Yeah, well, it's it's uh it's on the possible to do list there. All right. Uh yeah, da, da, da. Uh, uh chan saying come back and do some big animes yeah i'm working on it i'm working on it it takes some time but i'm, do- I'm doing the i'm doing the auditions so we're we're uh're we're, we're moving in that direction uh do you remember uh, uh is it is it pronounced Cherami jeremy lee um from digimon adventure try i actually never worked with her but i see her at a lot of conventions so when i do one uh with her i'll definitely connect and, and ask her to be on the podcast I, i'd like to to get to know her a lot of a lot of people i've worked with i don't actually know uh because we especially now that things are remote but even when we were recording in person we weren't in the studio at the same time so if we were recording back to back we would see each other in the in the hallway or in the break room or something like that in the lobby uh and that'd be it unless you're like at the same agency or something uh okay uh moving toward the end i know i keep saying that Mike asks, Mike says, "I don't know how many of the games Ty features in, but if you're up to lending his voice to some new characters, then Digimon Survive plays a lot like a visual novel. It's super narrative heavy. Okay, yeah, Digimon Survive. That's the one on the Switch, I think. That would be the one that I that I would stream live as well. Ah, uh, there's Valerie, superstar singer Valerie. Hey Joshua, you're amazing. Oh gosh, thanks so much. Uh, and and gotta go. Oh well, <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, fine. Uh." <laughs> Um, scrolling, 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 gotta keep on scrolling. Hey Joshua, how's the experience watching shows you dubbed with your kids? Yeah, well, it's sometimes it's great, and sometimes my daughter's like, "Why don't you do anything new, Daddy?" That's another reason that I came back, cause she she kept saying that. Uh, da, da, da. Um. All right, I got to, I've got to wrap this up, but we will do another one. This went great. Thank you for. All of your questions oh my god I I still have to do (laughs) I still have to do the social media questions real quick here at the end we'll do the social media questions I'll tell you what for everybody who's still with me um, I'm gonna offer you something so let's let me let me offer you something I am gonna show you something I have not announced yet on the screen share here we go this is oops this is my new store which has not, not technically launched yet. Wait, get that off of there. All right, Um, there it is. Okay, there's the store. That is at joshuaseth.com slash store. And the reason that I'm putting this up, I put the link in the the broadcast there, joshuaseth.com slash store. The reason that I'm creating this is because not everybody can come to a convention. Not everybody's gonna be in denver this weekend for instance so if you want an autographed funko pop or trading card you can see authenticated trading cards there that i've signed or print i've also got custom prints of all these things i'm going to give you a code that you can use for 20 percent off your first order and the code is new Custom and like new customer but it wouldn't fit n-e-w-c-u-s-t if you want to go to joshuaseth.com slash store and put in the code newcust, you will get 20% off your first order as a thank you for listening or viewing or being a part of uh, this experience here today. And now, finally, we will conclude with questions on the social media post that I made earlier. Let's see, on Twitter, it looks like there are no questions. On on Instagram, let's let's find the Instagram. There, there we go. Okay, uh, Starnios Cosplay says, "If you could Digivolve into any Digimon, nothing from the main cast. What would you Digivolve to? <laughs> what would you Digivolve into? Like, you mean Ty, or do you mean me as a human being?" <laughs> Uh, War Greymon, cause he's big and strong. I can feel what it's like to be big and strong. Um, let's see. Um, Account Royal asks, "Are you going to travel to different states?" Yeah, I'm traveling to two different states this weekend: uh, Colorado and Texas. Um, and now we move over to the Facebook, which is not loading. I'll give it just one moment here. To see if we can get Facebook to load. Okay, there we go. And oh, it's on my personal page. I got to go to the fan page. Un momento, por favor. Loading the fan page. Come on, Facebook. Come on. There we go. And there's one question, and uh, it's not a question. Oh, yes, it is. Irene asks, "Do you have a dream guest for your podcast? A dream guest? Ooh, living or dead?" Um. I'd like to have dawes butler on um who is the voice of uh droopy he was the voice of droopy at the old hanna-barbera uh but he's uh sadly passed on so we couldn't do that um i, sp- I suppose you mean a living um maybe gosh uh, who would be that's a good question i could shoot for the moon and have anybody uh, on oh uh uh Buza? i can't remember the guy's first name so, uh, who's like the voice of a lot of the looney tunes right now i've never met him i'm probably not going to cross paths with him because he's not like an anime guy um but this new looney tunes voice actor uh super super talented and interesting and uh, yeah uh, that, would, that would be kind of cool a little bit off topic for the podcast because he's not in the an- eric there it is eric Bowza. uh yeah yeah that would be a, that would be a pretty good one Right there, right there, and uh, or maybe my daughter because <laughs> because she is. Uh, I gotta wait. Like when she announces her first anime role, I'll have her on as a guest, and uh, we can see what it's like from the perspective of a kid to be a voice actor and to grow up uh, in a world where she has only ever known uh, TikTok and live streaming and anime and on demand. Uh, Shows all the time, like it's just a part of her DNA at this point. Stuff that you know people find throughout the course of their lives and get interested in uh, as fans. Like she has grown up with, and it's a very different uh, perspective uh, to be sure. So, all right, so that's it. That wraps up our very first live stream. Ask me anything Q and A version of the voiceover champions podcast here on youtube and since this went so well i will schedule a monthly live stream like this so share it tell your friends like and subscribe smash those buttons and thank you so much for watching thank you so much for listening Till next time bye bye everybody thanks for listening if you like this podcast and want to support it the best way you can do that is to subscribe give it a five-star rating and review, and share it with a friend.